Amen. Good morning, Grace Point. This morning, Pastor Dell is away preaching at a conference. So I was asked to introduce our speaker this morning. And I was like, that's like introducing your kids to their parent. You know, we're we, we not going to do that. This brother was here from the very beginning when it was Southland Church. He has been our assistant pastor for many, many years. Many years. He has ministered to many of us in this, in this congregation, Lord. He has encouraged us. He has been, uh, he preached my father's funeral. He, um, he, he has truly, truly, truly um, been a blessing to me. Um, so let me, let me finish this. <laughs> um, so this is not going to be an introduction. This is a welcome back. He is currently the pastor of Image of God Church. I ask that you all to stand and welcome back Pastor Martin Collins. Y'all can go ahead and be seated for a second. Except for a second, because I gotta get y'all back up. Y'all know Pastor ain't gonna let me read the word or scripture without y'all standing for it. So I'm, I'm gonna get y'all back up, but I gotta gather myself also. And uh, first of all, Liz, Demisha, that was awesome worship this morning. That, that was awesome. Y'all just go ahead and. Uh, um, and then what Pastor Joe said is the true statement of what God said he wants to do. It, this is a warring time, but but the whole thing is I got to remind you that you are warriors, and, and it's okay to war, and it's okay to get back to be who you are. So so that's some of the things we're going to talk about. But let me go ahead and open with prayer, and we're just going to go from there. Father God, first of all, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for whose we are. I thank you for your presence in the building already. Holy Spirit, do what you do. Heal, save. Set free. Deliver. Have your freedom in this place right now. Touching everybody where they are right now. Meet them at the point of their need right now. As they open up and let their walls down doing worship, don't let them put them back up now. Don't let them come comfortable and say, okay, we're fixing to go through another 45 minutes or so of listening to someone talk. But let them hear you, Holy Spirit. Touch them in their spirit, man. Let them know. That this was a Kairos moment for them, an appointed time for them to be here this morning. And we just thank you for getting me all out of your way and you having your way. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Ron already told you what Papa was. So I, I was going to let y'all know the same thing. Papa's up uh, toward Atlanta and he's doing a conference for uh, Mr. Uh, Pastor Carter. And uh, so just wanted y'all to know that and y'all keep praying for Papa and uh he called me doing an Alabama game the other night. <laughs> yeah, the thing was, I know you're watching the game, and yes, I am watching the game. I watched that boring game last night also. But he said, but I want you to, would, would you think about coming and talk? Every time I get to talk to my brothers and sisters, yeah, I want to go hang out. It's family reunion time. I, I get to see my aunts, my, 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 the people that have instilled in me, but also the people that I have grown to do life in this journey with. Because like Ron said, even though we're at image of God, I'm still a part of Grace Point Southland. And more than that, I'm a part of the kingdom. 
See, so when we're not here, it's not that we're out of sight, out of mind. It's just your family is extending. And God has broadened the way that you can go and show the expression of your family. So we express it now on 84 out there, Holiday Inn on Sunday morning most of the time. But other than that, I'm wherever God tells me to open my mouth and talk. So when y'all see us, love on us. <laughs> we're not strangers. We're family. <laughs> I, I love Papa just like y'all love Papa. You, you get what I'm saying? Love on us. And anyone else, because the household of faith need to be loved back into the household of faith. The household of faith need to be back to kingdom-mindedness. And see, I'm going into my message, and I ain't even got to a scripture, so y'all might be sitting down the whole time now because I'm already going where God taking me to. So I've been teaching the image of God about kingdom because we don't talk about kingdom as much. We talk about church, we talk about religion, we talk about causes, we talk about movements, but we don't talk about kingdom. But he said the government is on his shoulders. He's going to come back, and he's going to rule over a kingdom. So God said, I want my people to be kingdom-minded before he come. The, the, one of the visions here is on earth as it is in heaven. How can it be on earth as it is in heaven if my people don't walk around with a heavenly kingdom mentality? So you remind my people, because that's really what I'm here on assignment for this morning, is to remind you who you are in the kingdom. And now we're going to try to stay in the scriptures. I'm going to try to stay right here on this stage. Y'all know me. I cannot stand still. And I'm going to let God do what he's going to do. I am not used to holding the mic anymore. I'm used to both hands flying and flaring, so all of this is a discipline while we're going. But let's turn to Jude real quick, and I didn't even give them the scriptures of Jude, but we're going to turn to Jude real quick because that's where we're going to start. But most of our text is going to come out of 1 Peter. When I get to Jude, I've got to find which book I'm going to since there's so many of them. Under Jude 3 and 4. Verse 3 and 4. And you're going to have the New King James up behind me, but I'm going to read this out of the King James. So, beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you the common salvation, it was needed for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unaware who are before of old ordained to the condemnation, ungodly men turning the grace of God into lasciviousness in denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. You guys go ahead and be seated right there. I, I'm here to, to remind you about the common salvation that you, you're here in. And I'm going to come out of First Peter, but it's going to talk about some things that's going on in our lives that we say, Lord, man, why is it so hard? But some of the things I heard about this morning is we sung a song and said he has never lost a battle. Do, do y'all believe he has never lost a battle? He has never lost a battle. If he has never lost a battle, that means you're not defeated by any means in any form or fashion in your life. Do, do, you, do you hear what I'm saying? By no means. Now, did I say that there were not things going to come up against you? I don't think so. Did I say that life's going to be a gravy train? I don't think so. He said he has never lost a battle. For him not to lose a battle, he got to fight a battle. 
You, you, you get what I'm saying? Now, if he's living in you, and you're claiming that the salvation that you're in is in him, you know what's going to come up against you, right? Battles. Ah, <laughs> uh, I didn't understand the term we fight from victory and not defeat. But I'm saying if we won, why we got to fight? Because we're still in this flesh, this thing that Paul said crucified daily. We, we, we still get up in this. There are other people that don't believe that he is the true son of God. That's why he said that. There are people even coming to the church. Come in and they're going to smile and praise and do everything with you. And they're going to say, we're fine because the grace of God. And Paul said, no, nah, come on now. Don't take the grace for slippery grace. So I know Papa talk about grace all the time. But grace don't mean I have a free card to do whatever I want to do. See, grace means that I know where I'm going. And I know it had nothing to do with me. I know it all had to do with the son of the most high God. And that, well, not even just the son of the most high God. It all had to do with God. That's saying I want my children back to me. So I'm going to send my son to die for you. That now you will really understand how much I really love you. Who? How much I really love you. And out of that love that I have for you, I'm hoping that you just show me a little inkling of that love back. And a little inkling of that love back ain't saying that I want you in church on every Sunday morning. I don't want you to remember every scripture that's in the word, but I do want you to uphold a standard and walk with a banner high and saying I'm a child of the living God. I'm a child. Did we just sing something about being a child? Oh, God. Walk with a banner that when I'm in a foreign land, that I can still say, I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Mm. Help me, Jesus. Walking as a child of God means walking as Christ. That only begotten son that he loved, that he said, I will sacrifice you for them. And if you're walking like him, there's a lot of things that you would take. Like y'all know he was spit upon. He was ridiculed. He had a crown of thorn placed on his head. He was called everything but the son of God. He was even called a bastard. Come on now, come on. His mama was talked about. His daddy was talked about. Do you really even know your daddy? That, that, that was Jesus that they talked about. Now when we go through trials and tribulations and things, and we're in Jesus, whoo, should I expect any different? Ah. Let's turn to 1 Peter. And we're going to go to 1 Peter 1. Y'all, I'm in my text, so y'all just, uh, y'all going to have to flow high, flow this morning. We're in 1 Peter 1. And we're going to start with 3 and 4 in chapter 1. And again, I'm reading out of the King James, but I got the New King James up because I normally preach out of the New King James or American Standard, but this is what I studied in. It said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath forgiven us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled in that faded not away, 
reserved in heaven for you. What are you talking about? A lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, and that faded not away, reserved in heaven for you. Hmm. That's a lot of things that I have grown up and thought of myself as. <laughs> I told y'all about the NBA thing that I have fantasized that I was going to be starting in the NBA. <laughs> I look like I'm supposed to be playing on somebody's football field, but I have fantasized about that. I have uh, thought that I would be preaching in a stadium full of people and just see the move of God just go and slay them. Now, I'm still holding on to that because that's a vision that I'm holding on to. So that's not something I just imagined, imagined it myself here. I have seen myself, well, God, you're just good because he's telling me a lot of these more visions, columns than you just imagine anything. I have seen myself talking with leaders, and I'm talking about of countries, not just of ours, but of different countries, and telling them about the love of God. See, y'all know one of my biggest idols is Billy Graham. And I love Billy. <laughs> and Billy was all over the place. He, he, he went to show God everywhere. But Billy had that, that simple South Carolina, North Carolina, whichever part of Carolina he's from, way about him. <laughs> I have this simple North Alabama, Birmingham-born, southern way about me. I just want everybody to feel at home and welcome when they come around. I want them to feel like this is a place you belong wherever I'm at. If you're riding in my car, I want to feel like you belong in my car. If you're sitting at the dinner table with me, I want you to feel like you belong at the dinner table. If you're sitting in the lunch counter across from me, I want you to feel like you should be sitting there. You belong there. You know why? Because he made me feel like I belong. <laughs> now, I'm talking to you, and I told you I'm a Birmingham-born, Alabama-raised, road tide fan. Whew. From the South. And most people look at me and say, How in the world are you so proud to be from the South? Because I feel like I belong wherever I am. <laughs> and you know why? Because my Father makes me feel like I belong wherever I am. Jesus Christ makes me feel like I belong wherever I am. And if someone don't like where I am, that doesn't influence me. That doesn't change my identity of who I am in Christ. That does not let me give up that incorruptible, not fading away, a place reserved in heaven for me. I don't lose none of that because of everything else that's going on around me. Because my identity ain't what people see. My identity is what he said about me. I am a child of who? Man. I'm a child of God. Oh, I pulled these glasses off, y'all, and I can't see nothing on that page again. <laughs> bless him, God. Bless him. Let's go to 1 Peter 13. We're still right there. You ain't got to change. We're still in chapter 1, 13 through 17. And these are just a couple of things that I'm going to read them, and then I'll talk about them. Huh. So, wherefore, gird up the lungs your mind, the learnings of your mind. Be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Say so hope to the end for the grace that is going to be brought unto you 
at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, we, we get to a revelation of who Jesus is before the end. You, you, you know you come to that revelation like when you come into a relationship with him and you know who he really is. He is not your meal ticket or your good luck charm, but he is the savior of the world. He is the only begotten son of God. See, our revelation, and we, we, we know that right now, but everybody don't. And, and it's going to have to keep going, but I want y'all to remember that y'all know that right now. Mm. 14 said, as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance. Hmm. But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy. Now, I know I'm saying a bad word in church now, but it's okay if y'all let me go ahead and say a little bad words. Because holy, people don't like hearing holy no more. I I'm sorry because I don't know any other means to speak but holy because he's a holy God. And he said, those who worship me will worship me in spirit and in truth. So I, I'm just going to read what it's saying there. He says, so be ye holy in a manner. Oh, I skipped up. Lord, let me get back. Well, call you is holy. So be ye holy in the manner of conversation. Hmm. Because it is written, be ye holy for I am holy. And 17 said, and if you call on the father who without respect a person judges according to every man's work past the time of your sojourning here in fear. Past the time of your sojourning here in fear. Y'all know we're on a journey here, right? Y'all know just what sojourning is. Fear is not being afraid of God. It's in reverence of who you are in him. It's in reverence of who you are in him. It's in reverence of who you are in him. <laughs> I'm going to give y'all a story, and I don't want y'all to do what I do because I don't have a good sense all the time. And I use this with the small group Wednesday. So I work driving back and forth around town. Our town, Thomasville, Moultrie, Quitman, Tifton, sometimes in places I don't know, Camilla. And I just drive a lot, and, which is cool because it gives me and God a lot of time to talk. We, we get to hang out. I ain't got no problem hanging out with God. So I think I did a Motri trip. I did a trek to Motri, and I had been there all day, and I had to meet with a certain person, had to sit down and talk to them. I'm mentally exhausted. So along about 2.30, I'm going home, and I'm listening to, I don't know what book. I got the tape just playing constantly in the truck of the Bible just talking to me. So I'm just driving, 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 and saying, oh, Lord, it's going to be good. I'm just ready to get home. I'm ready to be done with this day. And uh, so probably about to the front parking lot, I see a glimpse of a brother walking. I said, uh -huh. he said, what if I tell you to pick him up? That's a glimpse of walking. So I get closer, probably about here to the back of the church right there. He said, pick him up. Like, my truck doing 65. I ain't finna stop to get him. Let me turn this car. Took me about three more, probably fourth of a block to get down and turn the truck around. I mean, I saw the brother, he was pushing a bicycle. So my point is, you're pushing a bicycle, you probably live right down the street. You live right down the street, okay. I said, he'll make it home for the rain hit. It's as gray as these chairs are dark and gray. It was gray, them clouds fixing to hit. But I turned around, I picked the brother up. Didn't want to tell my wife Wednesday because I had her car and not my truck. So. <laughs> So, 
what I did was I pulled over, got there. I told him, said, uh, where you going? He said, just to the next town. I said, man, we in Moultrie. <laughs> He's like, I said, the next town is Berlin. It's nothing there. He said, huh? He said, yeah. I said, well, got to be a little, use a little wisdom. Even though I'm a big boy, I still have to use some wisdom. So I said, uh, hold on a minute. I got to call my sisters back. They just called me. So I called my sisters for them to know that I'm in this truck. So I told him, I said, uh, I would talk to y'all later because uh, y'all doing this Thelma and Louise thing out there. They're in Birmingham having fun, so they was doing the Thelma and Louise hangout. I said, so I'll talk to y'all later. I got my friend. What's your name? My name Tony. I said, I got my friend Tony, and Tony fixing to ride with me to Valdosta. That's okay with you, Tony. I'm talking to y'all like I talked to Tony. Just met him, right? He said, yeah. I said, okay. I said, I will talk to y'all when I get to Valdosta. Hung the phone up. I just want somebody to know I had Tony in the truck with me or in her car with me. So after I hang out with her, me and Tony started talking. I said, Tony, you pushing that bike, man. I thought you was fishing to go right around the corner there. He said, nah, man. I said, well, what you doing in Moultrie? He said, man, I'm just working my way back home. Now, the brother lives in Savannah. I said, you working your way back home? He said, yeah, I picked up a little odds and ends in Moultrie, so I'm finna go to the next town, pick up a little odds and ends, see can I make some money until I get back to uh, Savannah. I said, well, brother, like I told you, Berlin is the next place, then more of it. And I'm sorry, you ain't gonna pick up no odds and ends in neither one of those, because it's nothing there. He's like, huh? I said, it's nothing there. He said, well, what's in Valdosta? I said, nothing like Savannah. I said, so you're gonna get there, but it ain't gonna be like uh, Savannah. I said, I'll get you to wherever you wanna go in Valdosta. Now, we started this before Berlin. And what I started hearing, the brother was telling me about a higher form of power. He didn't tell me anything about a God. He was just talking about a higher form of a different being that he was trusting. And he told me, he said, I said, well, how long you been out here? He said, oh, probably four years. You've been out here four years? He said, yeah. He said, man. I said, Tony, that's a hard way of life, right? He said, well, man, I just went through a lot of stuff. Now I'm just trying to stay out of trouble. I ain't facing judge the brother for being in trouble, being out of trouble. Neither one. God told me to pick him up. It must be a reason he got something for me. I got something from him. No judgment here at all. We riding. As we're riding, he looked, because I keep all this stuff on my hands, so he looked at all this junk on my hand. He said, man, that's a lot of you like jury. I said, yeah, I do. He said, what's that? Oh, I said, well, that's 25 years of marriage. This is what I got for Father's Day. And I, I told him everything got a meaning to it. He said, okay. He said, man, I've been married seven years. He said, man, me and my wife, we still talk to each other. I said, seven years? I told him, when the last time you saw your wife? Five years ago. Whoa. <laughs> I said, okay. I said, Tone, you told me you've been out here four years. You told me you ain't seen your wife in five years. And you told me that you're trying to stay out of trouble. I said, now let me stop because I hear you talking to me and you're telling me about these higher power. I something to tell you about my higher power who is named Jesus Christ. And he told me to tell you how much he loves you. And he told me to tell you how much he loves you because of the fact, I said, brother, I flew by you. And he told me prior to to stop to pick you up, and he asked him a question for him first. I said, so when I turned around and I said, Tone, you wouldn't have made it nowhere. You see how this rain is outside this car right now pouring all over the place? He said, yeah. I said, Jesus loves you that much that he stopped me to put this bike with a flat tire in the back of this car to give you a ride to Valdosta. Huh? 
I said, he's telling me to tell you this, too, about you and your wife. I said, because it's vital that you get back to San, where I say he was? Savannah. I'm going to say San Antonio. Lord, help me. <laughs> it's vital that you get back to Savannah. I said, because just like you have said that you do not, you didn't like the situation she was in, you're trying to get away from them. God said, he don't like the situation you're in, he's trying to get you back home. I said, so it's vital that you get back to Savannah. I said, and I'm not, I said, I'm not trying to preach at you or do anything else. I'm just telling you God loves you. I said, the other thing I'm going to tell you is, he said, you know him, Tony. He said, when you're out here on this road by yourself and you're walking and doing all this stuff, he said, you're talking to him all the time. So stop talking about some higher God or some other stuff and talk about the God that you know. He, you know who he is. Talk to the man that you know. He the one stopped me to tell me to come talk to you. Not to minister as in trying to get you converted. I'm just letting you know how much he love you. I said, now, this is what we're going to do. You got somebody you're going to meet in Valdosta? He said, yeah. I said, well, what, what type of work you do? Something about wiring up the car doing something. I don't have a clue because I don't know nothing about wiring up a car. He said, I do all this. I said, so you got a whole different side of your brain than mine that you use. I said, and God said he wants to use that. I'm just telling you what he's telling me to tell you, Tony. I said, so I'm going to get you to a place that you can call your friend. He can pick you up. I said, Tony, I ain't got but $10 in my pocket. I said, so when I stop, I'm going to give you the $10 in my pocket. I said, other than that, Tony, I said, what do you want to eat at? I don't know. Is that someplace good to eat in Valdosta? <laughs> sorry, I like Mama June's. I'm sorry. Mama June's old, old time. So that's me. I'm like, old time. Brother, we can go to old time. He said, what's old time? I said, a big buffet. He said, nah. He says, there a chicken sandwich somewhere? Y'all know you think about Popeye's, right? So <laughs> I says a Zaxby's, and there is a Chick-fil-A right there downtown. I said, but you can go wherever you want to. So we're going to Zaxby's, he tells me. So when we get by uh, TJ Maxx, he looks over and says, there go Taco Bell. Turn the car around. I want Taco Bell. So I pulled the car over. I pulled the bike out the back. We put the bike down. I take the $10 out of my pocket. I put the $10 in his hand. He's trying to tell me buy. I said, no, we got to go get your food. Your $10 ain't to get your food. I got to buy you your food. I got to be Christ to you in every word that God told me to be. He ain't tell me to take him to Savannah. He ain't tell me to buy my bus ticket to Savannah. He told me to tell him I love him. Show him by showing him a meal. Take him inside and order him some food and show me to him. He said, I ain't asking you to stay and figure out what went on with him, anything else. I just want him to know that you planted the seed that he still loved and he still thought about. And that when the rain's coming down and it's going to be raining on his head, that I care enough for you that I'm going to stop somebody. Oh, stop somebody. I like to have been disobedient. I drove by the brother and had to turn back around. I'm like, it's, it, I might get hit out here on 84 if I park this car in the middle of the street. Yeah, there was a little deal I can turn off right there. He hooked me up. I'm like, I ain't got no excuses. But I could have made one. I had already passed and I can keep on going. That brother was praying for some Lord, if you hollering how you hear me and I'm out here by myself and I'm always talking to you, but ain't no tangible existence uh, that I no tangible experience uh, 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 experiences that I have of your existence. People don't just love on me for nothing. People don't just come up and do. Like what? Hmm. Lord, Tony taught me a lesson. Tony taught me not to be so focused on everything I'm doing and not to hear you in the small things. Because you said, what if I tell you to pick him up? And when I drove by him, you said, pick him up. 
I said, you gave me a choice. You said, what if? I ain't got to pick him up. So, but I would have picked the brother up. Okay, let's get to the meat of the text that I want to talk to y'all about. <laughs> I ain't been going that long, have I? All right. See, my wife gave me these little clues, y'all. Y'all just don't know. So, <laughs> but let's turn to First Peter chapter three. Verse 15 and 16. In hmm. verse 15 reads like this. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. And be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear, having a good conscience that whereas they speak evil of you as the evildoer, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. Have an answer for the hope that is in you. But first he said, sanctify, be holy, Think about your time with God and reference God. It's not just being unattainable, untouchable, because I'm, I'm this nice, cleaned-up Christian, and you're, you're filthy and you're dirty, and I don't really need to talk to you. And you, you, I know we have that mindset with people that are not filthy and dirty. They don't think like us. They don't live like us. Man, you, don't, you just don't know. They, they, they was out there, and they were uh, hanging out with these, then uh, our Savior hang out with tax, uh, tax gatherers and homemongers and different people like that. Remember the hope that's in you. Because someone's going to ask you about the hope that's in you. But you've got to have a reason to give them an answer. Okay, we, we, uh, I, I, I like coming to church. I, I love being here this morning. I, I pray for just the freedom in worship. Those was literally my words, praying. Let us have a freedom in worship this morning that you just do what you do. I wanted them to slay the whole room. That's in my head. Come and just knock them out and let them get up drunk. Let the people talk about them, tell them that they drunk, and it's just 11.30 on a Sunday morning. Slay the room. And Leah started talking about freedom and singing that song. Man, Demisha started talking about declaring. Hi, okay, that, 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 that's great. That, that's what I'm asking for for all of us, not just in worship on Sunday morning, but every day in your life. Every day in your life, just spending some time with God that you are reminded of who you are in him and who he is to you. Every day in your life that when you come in contact with people, you are reminded that they are children of the most high God just like you. And they might be in different phases and different stages in that who they are, but for you to be reminded of that. Ah. Ah. I love church, but I don't like church. Oh, God, I don't like church. I like kingdom. I like kingdom. Kingdom means I'm outside of walls. I'm outside of this, this, this cramped box. <laughs> kingdom means I get to express Christ. I get to stretch out. I don't have to worry about who looking at me because I'm sitting down with someone. I ain't got to worry about because I talk to someone and everybody's like, why you talk to him? 
Why, why you still minister to them? I, I ain't got to tell you when someone's going through pain and they're hurting in their marriages and everybody's saying, go get a divorce, go to the courthouse. And I'm saying, hang on for the hope that's in you. Hold on for the hope that's in you. Not what everybody's telling you in your ear. Man, when the bank account is not where it needs to be and you're saying, man, oh, what am I going to do? I can't go to the movies tomorrow. Forget the movies. Your bill's paid. You got food. Thank you, Jesus. I ain't thinking about no movie. I'm old. The hope that's in me. Oh, Lord, my mama got cancer and I'm praying that she die. Don't, don't die, Lord, that you're healing. You, he, she, he can be healed. Taking her home sometimes is a healing. But my point, do a miraculous healing. I'm good, God. If you do it whatever way you do it, I'm going to hang on to you. For the hope that's in me is that if, if she passes away today, i see her tomorrow. A thousand years is that's a day to the Lord. So if I don't see her today, I'm going to see her tomorrow. You, you, you get me? I, I, I got to hold on to the hope that's in me because the hope that's in me, it's not just for me. He said, have a reason when they ask you for the hope that's within you. Because they're watching and they're going to come and ask you. And you can't say, oh, I'm going to take them to Pastor Johanna. Let me go get them to Pastor Johanna. No, I'm asking you for the reason of the hope that's in you. Let me tell you another secret. They're not going to come to church to ask you that. They're going to ask you that in the places that you are. <laughs> Sometimes it's going to be in an uncomfortable place also. Because <laughs> I was tired at like 3.30 on Thursday afternoon or Tuesday afternoon when I had to pick that guy up. I ain't want to deal with nobody. I ain't want to talk to nobody. I ain't want to use no more brain cells. I'm done. I want to go home. Let me just go and veg out in front of the television. I don't want to do nothing. Don't want to eat. Don't want to talk. Just want to look at the TV. And I'm not even looking at it. Just looking at me. Uh, you, you get what I'm saying? God said, boy, get up. God said, get up. It's time to wake up. It's time to stop being so selfish. It's time to stop being so childish, babyish, immature. Hmm. Are we that in the body of Christ? Hmm. Is it time to grow up? Is it time to think about others and not just yourself? It's time to be other-minded? Oh, man. They're going to come, and they want to know the reason why there's something different about you or why you act different. Rewind. Will they come? Is that something about you? Will you be different? Or will you be just like the massive of people? And you say you're a Christian, but you say, I'll talk to somebody about that. I'm sorry, you're going through that. You say you're a Christian, and did you stop just to pray for me? I ain't asked you to give me a dime. You just, I just told you my problem. Did you get just your pray for me? This hair is white, so I'm getting old, so I don't remember things so well. So when somebody asked me about prayer, I got to pray right then. Because I might not remember later on when I get down to pray. Because I'm sorry. I was like, I need to pray for you now because it might be gone out of this. I can't remember that. Uh, when Jude was saying, I need to remind you. I need to remind you that Christ is in you. I need to remind you that wherever you go, you take him. You, you don't take church. Even though you represent church, but you take him. They need to hear someone that's earnestly praying uh, for them. Someone that earnestly loved them with not anything that's going to be returned to them. Uh, if I wasn't teaching on kingdom and that I was in trouble myself for not wanting to listen, 
Nobody would never knew that I picked that young man up. I, I wouldn't have told nobody. I just did what I did. I did it too many times in the past. I, I just do what I do because I want to be you to them. Jesus did a lot of things that everybody don't know about. That Bible can't contain all the things he did, it told us. It, it can't do it. He just did a lot of things in people's lives. And they said, why do everybody love him so much? Because he loved them unconditionally. No reserves. Not looking for nothing in return. <laughs> I serve him unconditionally. No reserves. Not looking for nothing in return. I serve him because he loves me. And if I serve him, that means I've got to serve other people. I guess that's another cuss word in church. Hmm. I said two. Y'all tell pastor on me now. I said holiness and I said servant. Hmm. Hmm. We don't get back to servitude. Ingratitude. And start expressing and showing the kingdom of God to this world. It's going to be deceived by those that are doing it. We just had a hurricane go through. Those people out there in the Bahamas, we got church members that have family that's over there and uh, devastated. It will be more people that are not affiliated with a church that will be helping and sending money to support the, 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 the whatever relief is going on over there than it is in the church. And that, 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 that should be, just should just make you cringe. You should never want that. And I'm not talking about church as in I say grace porn or image of God. I'm talking about the body of Christ. We should be the ones over there already. Now I'm telling you a secret. We are over there already. But I'm saying it should be a massive amount of us. Because we do know about him. We do know who he is. We do know what he has promised us. We do know that wherever we leave from this place, that we're going to be in presence. We're going to be present with him. We, we know wherever we go, our destiny is eternal life in him. We, we get to rule and reign with him. <laughs> I, I like hearing rule and reign, but he told me about suffering with him before he told me about ruling and reigning with him. We, we don't like suffering. We don't like pain. We don't like discomfort. We, we don't like when changes come into our lives. But they are. Because it's life. They, they're going to happen. They, they're going to be job losses. That's going to be sickness. That's going to be death. That's going to be disappointment. That's going to be things that are shame you. They're going to be children that you raised right. They're going to be children that you raised right, didn't turn out right. There's going to be so many things in you. But the thing is, the hope in you is, I know who you say I am. And I know what you said about me because your promises are yes and amen. And even though they don't look like it right now, I'm holding on to the promises of what you said. So my child shall be saved. So this person will be healed. If he healed here and on earth, thank you, God. If he go to heaven and be with you, thank you, God. You, 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 if, I, if I get the job of my dreams or if I just have to work nine to five the rest of my life and pay my bills, thank you, God. But I'm going to do it with a smile on my face. And I'm going to do it remembering that as I do this, I do all this to the glory of you. All this to the glory of you. So when someone come up and ask me, man, why are you always happy and got a smile on your face? Why, why are you always willing to sacrifice and help somebody else? Why are you always willing to? Well, that's a good question. 
I need to ask myself that. Why do I do that? Does it have something to do that I grew up in the projects of Alabama? Don't think so. Huh, does it have something to do that I spent 20 years in the military on post and doing stuff and getting passed over promotion? Don't think so. Doesn't have to do that we had to struggle through situations with one of our children that nobody needs to go through. Don't think so. What it is, is that I have learned who I am in Christ. And I learned that he loved me in spite of everything. And I know I'd rather go through anything with him than going through one thing without him. So when you're talking to me about that Christ, is he real? Dude, I'm talking to you about that Christ. He's real. You, you, you get what I'm saying? They're looking for a reason. <laughs> Always transparent. Help me. Thank you, Jesus. Got in trouble this morning. This is me. Me and my wife driving to here. I got the Bible playing all the time. The Bible play all the time. My wife sits next to me. She's quiet. Normally she's putting makeup on in the truck. So I look over. She's quiet. Baby, what's wrong? Oh, nothing. Are you waiting on me to get past all the bumps? No. No, you said yes. Yes, I'm waiting to get past all the bumps. I can put my makeup on. Okay. Driving. I'm turning, I'm turning the word up now because we're good. I already know what I'm looking at and perceiving the problem is. So we go on and go on. She said, can we look to some praise and worship music this morning? I'm like, I just asked you what's wrong with what you wanted. And you said everything was good. So I kept listening to what was good to me. What's the word going through? She wanted to praise and worship. Now, we put praise and worship on. Now she got over. She said, why did you just put the praise and worship on when, I, when you already knew what was going on? I asked you what was wrong. You had the opportunity to tell me. <laughs> and if you would have told me, I would have put on praise and worship. Both of us, God showed me in that situation. Communication, son. You need to learn to communicate and you need to learn to respond differently. I'm like, oh, I, I, I was in trouble. She was in wrong. She didn't tell me what she wanted. She didn't tell me what. <laughs> People are going to ask, but sometimes throw more questions out there. If you know me, I can't stand questions. I got a little girl that's a school teacher, and she is so inquisitive that she never stops asking questions. Everything is a question. I'm like, be quiet. Just stop asking questions. So, <laughs> but if you don't ask, you will never learn. You will never know. People are going to ask you. People are going to ask you. They want to know that's something that they really see in you. They want to know why. That's something that's Jesus. That's not a bad thing. The thing is, we got to remember the hope that's in us. Don't get beat down by the world. Don't get beat down by situations. Don't get beat down because things aren't going your way. Because the word did say if we suffer with him, we will reign with him. Suffering don't mean that you're out of the will of God. Things going on in your life don't mean you're out of the will of God. Things uh, happening don't mean I'm in the wrong church. I need to go somewhere else because ain't nothing moving. Check yourself. Wake up. Am I doing what you're telling me to do, God? Am I being obedient to you, God? Am I praying for the church? Am I praying for the pastor? Am I, am I doing different things? And I'm not talking about church. I'm again, your responsibility. What they see in you. You, you, you get what I'm saying? What they see in you. See, again, I could have been beat down. Stay sitting down, letting the world dictate who I was going to be. He told me who I was going to be. He told me who I was going to be. He told me who I was going to be. You did tell me who I was going to be, but then you told me that's who I was. That's not who you're going to be. That's who you are. Walk in you and stop hollering. Well, by and by, we'll get there. I am 
the son of the most high God. He tell me I get to go encourage people and love on them. He tell me I get to tell them about him and how much he loves them and missed them when they are not with him and not talking to him. And it ain't always coming in praying, asking what you can do for me, Lord. It's just sometimes I just want to sit here and lay your, hug, your head on my breast. Sometimes I just want you to let me hug you. Not, not nothing, I just want to love on you. And out of that, he wants you to be able to go out and do the same thing to others. Knowing the hope that's in you. Hmm. If we was talking about the Bahamas and we look at our own world, our own nation, how things going on, God said, uh, that's a time right now as never before for the church. And now I'm talking about the kingdom when I say the church, the body of Christ, to have answers when people come to them. He says time right now more than ever before for you to be able to say, Lord, even if they slay me, I would not stop serving you and I would not bow knee to another. I, I would not. I would not. If it don't go the way I think it will, I would not throw it in the towel. I would not give up on you. Because that glimpse of hope that you have placed in me is the thing I'm holding on to. <laughs> I, I remember uh, gifts very well. Not really. I remember them at all. I can't forget the blessing that God gave me five years ago because he didn't give me one two years ago. You blessed me five years ago. You, you did this. You're still that same God. Yeah, two years ago, you might not wasn't ready for whatever was going on in your answer. might have been from the answer you gave me. But I can't forget five years ago that you was that God. Lord, have I moved so far away from you that I can't be in tune with what you are? That's that sanctifying that I was saying. That I need to get into a place that I can remember who he is. Because he's God. I'm closing with this. There's a lot of people here. And you might not say it's hopelessness or that might not be the word you want to put on it. But there's a lot of situations and things going on in your lives. And God sent me this morning to remind you, number one, who you are. But he also told me to pray for those that come up. Because just like I was saying that my wife didn't ask for me to change the channel and I didn't ask her, if you don't come up and speak to him and ask for what you want, he, he knows, but he's waiting on you to say it, but you can put it out there and others be in agreement with you. So I'm going to open up the altar, but if there's things in your life, you're tired of the suffering. You're, you're, you're tired of the, uh, I call it the rat race. Just the uh, constantly giving out of yourself and uh, I'll never get a chance just to be replenished, refreshed. I need to breathe and stop because I'm constantly going. I'm on that wheel, that hamster wheel. And that's just life. If you hear God said, uh, you can come up to the altar and I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask some of the elders and some of the uh, ministry team to come up and pray with me. Uh, and if y'all uh, do that, I got two friends that want to come and pray with me. Greg, would you come up and pray with me? Randy, would you come up and pray with me? And uh, we're going to, y'all can come on up now. Y'all don't have to wait because I, I want the people to have time to be ministered to. Y'all, it's just 10 minutes to 12. I know it sounds like I've been talking about 10 hours. It's really just 10 minutes to 12. But this is the most important part of the word God wants you to be ministered to. So if that's you, 
<laughs> I'm not going to do that, raising the hand thing. I'm just going to ask you to come up. Uh, Kayla, would y'all put on some soft music playing back there? I was finna pull the mission them up here and say, y'all come and sing them songs again, but they might need some prayer too. So I, I'm going to ask for some soft music to go up. So when the music starts, you can come on up and we will lay hands on you. See, in a room this size, I know there's some people that need some prayer. <laughs> in a room this size, God did not send this message starting at the praise and worship to now that nobody's in the comprehend be touched. I, I know that. 